friends, and welcome back to the Candidly Speaking Podcast. I'm your host, Carrie Gillespie, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Brianna Butler. Hello. Thanks for being here. Oh, I always get thrown by that. Thank you for being here. here. I'm at Brianna's once again, but yes. we went over this last week. Thank you for being here. alive on this planet thank you for being alive thank you for getting back safely you've been traveling yeah so i was gone for a little bit i was in kansas city visiting my husband and then we went up to chicago where he was playing as well so i was gone for like a weekish. i know it was like the worst week of my life (laughs) it was weird not recording i know it was it really was and i don't even think we couldn't watch the show at the same time no so which normally when we watch at the same time we text back and forth yeah and like i spend more time texting you then i almost like forget to watch it and then i'll watch something and then i'll Brett's like you're not even watching it i'm like i am i'm just like commentating yeah <laughs> you know this is like my job it's like live tweeting and live commentating yeah it's the best there like do you follow any of the bachelor bachelorette alum when when it's live no, so I the only Bachelor Bachelorette alone that I follow on Twitter is Nick Viall because okay. he is funny on Twitter. Yeah, he is funny, so um, I do follow him. My cat it wants to go outside. Yeah, Can one you of your kitties is being really loud. Yeah, sorry. Um, oh my gosh, is it Tinker? No, it's F- what you, who you call Fang. Fang, it's Max. Yeah, put Car- him in the catio. Carrie calls him Fang because he's got like vampire teeth that stick out like really far. Yeah. Um, but no, on, on Twitter, I follow Evan and okay. Carly. They're, They're pretty funny. funny. Yeah. And they play off each other, which is cute. And um, I follow Hannah. You know, okay. Yeah. Bachelor at this season, obviously. And I'm trying to think who else. Um, those are the, the big ones that I think mm-hmm. are just hilarious. There are some that try. And I just like, like for a long time, I followed um, Amanda Stanton, Stanton. Because she used to tweet like somewhat interesting stuff. And now she's just kind of like sold out or whatever yeah um and a lot of times what i'll do is i'll follow the contestants that are on the current season yeah because you know sometimes like like tyler c this season is killing it on twitter i know he's funny i do follow tyler c i started following him on twitter but really the only ones i i do follow and even nick Viall, that's a new follow i just recently started following him but he I think he's so funny, and he's got, like, some really good one-liners, yeah. and it's, like, that's what I want on Twitter. Like, I want people with, like, good one-liners. That's what I come mm-hmm. to Twitter for. Yeah, he had something recently about um, Jed and his guitar. Yeah. I forget how it went, but it was funny. But it was funny. He yeah. lays the burns down. Yeah, I don't remember. But you have a rule, though, where you don't follow. Yes. So I, I think it's a good rule. It's an Instagram rule. Oh, that's right. I mean, basically Twitter, too. Like I said, Nick Files is the only one that I do follow, and then Tyler C., but I broke my Instagram rule <laughs> but, uh, for Tyler C. <laughs> I do not blame you one bit. I could not resist. And uh, I listened to a Bachelor podcast called Bachelor Party with um, Juliet Littman. It's on the Ringer Podcast Network. And um, she's obsessed with Tyler C. Like, all of America is. Like, let's just yeah. be honest. And she was saying that he is has a really good follow on Instagram. And I was like kind of curious then and then I went and checked his page out and I was like no I have a rule I don't Mm. follow them and then there was like one I went another week and they were talking about he does these fun runs organizes these fun runs for like people have you heard of this no he I don't know the whole basics of it but he said that like when his dad was going through his illness or whatever a big thing for him like stress relief wives was running Mm. so now he goes around to other cities and organizes these fun runs with his friend matt who was also a professional or was also a football player i don't know if he was professional but 
and that's like why it's just a cause that's like near and dear to his heart and it's mostly like young girls these like teenage girls or whatever that come that's weird but <laughs> okay. he's so good with them and he he seems so genuine on Instagram so I did follow him and I'm mm-hmm. like Carrie, this is a slippery slope. Now I'm going to start following them all. <laughs> yeah. And let's mention, full disclosure, he does have some shirtless pics out there. Oh, yes, he does. He, so I didn't know this, but he's a, he is actually like a model. I think he lives in New York City. Oh, really? Yeah, I think he does oh. now. I oh, mean, I suppose hometowns is like, because that Jupiter, Florida, right? Is yeah, he's from mean? Jupiter, Florida. That, yeah, that makes sense. And I was really interested because he's a contractor and I'm into that type of stuff yeah. too. So I was fascinated by that. And he's like a former college football player and whatnot. And mm. I don't know. It's an interesting package there. I know. Contractor, college football player, and model. Like, yeah. Spicy. There's a lot going on in there. That's a lot going on. And he's, oh, he's just got so much wisdom, but we'll get to that. He's got so much wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, we're so wrapped around Tyler C's finger. We really are. If she doesn't pick him, she's crazy. She is literally an idiot if she does not pick mm-hmm. him. Although her chemistry with Pilot Pete's off the heezy. Off the tarmac. Yes. Off the tarmac. Uh, you tried to do that last week and it didn't to work. Do. That's what I routine myself. <laughs> wow, you guys. But up, up, up. There yes. we go. I'm so happy right now. Okay. I know. Yeah. Good for you. Dad oh. joke number one. Woo-hoo. So let's like, we're kind of teeter- tiptoeing around it, but let's just like get right into the recap and talk about it. So where should we start? Where did the date start? Um, so it started, I got to bring up my notes. So with Jen's Carrie, date, you right? took notes this week. I did take I, some notes. I'm so impressed by them. They're hilarious. Um, but I also have, oh, crap, I'm losing my headphones here. We, let's see. I gotta bring it started up with notes. Jet's date, didn't it? Uh, They're now in the Netherlands. Yes. Yeah, so they flew to Amsterdam from Riga, Latvia. Yep. And yeah, it started with Jed's date. So she meets them all in like the middle of Amsterdam. She comes out. They're all at like a table yeah. drinking some some brews. She's like, "How about the date starts now?" And they're all like, "What?" Like yeah. they've never seen a previous season before. <laughs> this has never happened before. Oh wait! And so she picks Jed for the mm-hmm. date, and he is always wearing that same freaking jacket. I know the same jacket. I know same jacket every time. Yeah. Anyway, Shirlene or whatever that's called. So, what did you think of their date? <laughs> Uh, Jed, so, okay, I mean, we can talk about the allegations that came out against him. Yeah, I mean, because that is A, common knowledge, and B, it's tainting my views of him, obviously. Yeah, so, so, okay, it came out, and I've listened to, so, basically, uh, Haley Stevens was the, right, that's the name? Yeah, Haley Stevens, she was his GBH, Girl Back Home. Yeah, for four (laughs) months, I didn't know that was a thing, GBH, Girl Back Home. I'm so old. Um... So, yeah, so she, they've been going out for four months, getting pretty serious, like, gone on a vacation to the Met each other's families, told each other they loved each other. Yeah, it was, like, not just, like, a casual relationship, and she knew he was going on the show, but he said it was just for his career, and then next thing, you know, she's ghosted, um, come to find out that, um... He, during their time together, he had slept with yet Someone another else. girl. Yeah. So basically, bottom line, Judd is scum now, and it's all public. And so this was the first date that, I mean, I think he, did we know about it the last episode? I no, so did. his first date, he was way early in the season, so we didn't know about it then. Yeah, so he had, he had come out saying that he had gone on the show for, for the fame. Was, yeah, yeah. And we talked about that in here. Uh, I think this was the first episode that aired since we knew, like, the extent of his scumbaggery. And for me, it was really hard 
to watch the day. Yeah, and, and to listen without, to anything he said and take yeah. it seriously or take it, like, in a genuine way. Yeah, and I thought it was interesting. And that's, I think I texted you because I was like, do you think they re-edit these episodes after, like, knowing... I just can't look at him the same way anymore. No, I agree. And also, like, the guy has no emotions. Yes. So, everything he said on the date, I'm not surprised that she picked him. She's obviously really into him. I think that he's a you know, one of the top ones for sure. Um, but everything I put in my notes, I put Jed date. I just put barf. Everything he says makes me want to barf <laughs> literally everything. Um, and it's like, it's true. Everything he says about anything on the date, I'm just like, I don't believe you. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, he could be just like, the sky is blue and it's a beautiful day. And I'd just be like, I don't believe you. Like, cause I can't, you know, like, yeah. Well, so it's really tainted everything he does. And I thought it was interesting because, so Hannah said a lot of stuff like talking about how she was having trouble opening up mm-hmm. and she, it's really hard for her to trust somebody. And this is all well knowing that, you know. And, and I know, you're so right. So again, like, he's on there for the wrong reasons. He screwed people over before. She's talking about how she, you know, doesn't want to get burned, and here she's getting burned. And all of us at home are like, mmm, girl. Yeah, you're getting played right now. So I want to talk about what you said about, well, well, first of all, before we get there, when he told the old woman that they were English, and Hannah was just like, uh, no, we're not. I was like... Cringe-worthy. I was like, not looking too smart right now. I don't want to like, yeah. I don't want to bully him. But I was still just like, uh, no. Uh, <laughs> You're American. Yeah, I don't you know. speak English. I don't know. Like, it's uh, I don't know. He's weird. He looked really bad in that moment. Anyways, yeah. let's talk about. You said he has a lack of emotion, and I completely agree with you. Mm-hmm. When she finally, like, told him that she was falling in love with him or whatever, the look on his face was, he, like, had a straight face the whole time. Mm-hmm. Like, literally no... His eyes barely even, like, normally, like, you can tell, like, a like little smile or the eyes, but, like, he was, like, sociopathical, like, didn't even... Have, there's nothing going didn't on. Didn't smile. Like, I didn't see him really, like, smile or anything. And like, he had to tell us. He's like, oh, I'm so happy right he now. He said, no. like, his heart went through the earth or something, which I'm like, what does that even mean? And I'm like, but he literally said that with, like, a complete straight face. And I'm like, dude, are you sure? Are you just saying yeah. that? So that was another way, too, where he was talking. And I'm just like, I don't believe you. It was really awkward, I thought. Yeah. And then she kind of, like, did, like, her weird pageant smile. And it was like... The whole, like, exchange was really uncomfortable. Awkward. Yeah, I agree. And I think, I mean, I think some of it was knowing what we know, but also just in general, I didn't feel any, like, chemistry. Chemistry, yeah. It was, the whole date was just weird, and I mean, obviously she was feeling it, because then she's like, let's make out, but (laughs) he, I mean, he said something weird, like... Oh, so she started saying something else, and then he was like, I need a moment, or let me have this moment, or something, and it was just like, okay. Yeah. I mean, I know that they have chemistry, but in that moment, I saw zero chemistry. Yeah. You know, so it's like, I don't know if he was just being awkward, or you could tell that she was putting... And I agree, she did her weird pageant thing, where she, like, smiles really big. She doesn't know what to say. Yeah, and she doesn't know what to say. Yeah, so Brett Brett made a comment, which, like, during the episode, I think it might have been during that time where... He said that basically Hannah has, you can tell that she's grown up learning how to smile while she talks. Yeah. So she's got that kind of like, I mean, it was just in a bad trait, but I really noticed it in that moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where she just seemed like a little uncomfortable or yeah. I don't know. It was weird. It was weird. We don't like you, Jed. Barf. No, I can't. I to can't, sum it up, I can't barf. get past it. Once you know that about a guy, there's like no coming back. Yeah. Meh. 
It, yeah. it really is. And if you haven't listened to Reality Steve's podcast with Haley Stevens, we definitely recommend that. And mm-hmm. she, I don't know her, but she comes off really good in that um, podcast. Yeah. She comes off as like, she really has not said anything bad about him. Mm-hmm. She's just like, wants people to know the truth. Yeah. And she was smart about the whole thing. I mean, she was so smart. She hired a PR firm. Yeah. And she, she did. She's just an average person thrown into this kind of weird situation. She admits that she yeah. made a mistake by like going along with yeah, him, being okay with going to the show. To be fair, I don't think she realized she's not like a real invested in Bachelor world. So to her, it's just another reality show that was yeah. like, oh, okay, whatever. I, I love this guy. I trust him. So yeah. Anyway. Yeah, so go ahead and give that a listen because it's definitely eye-opening and she talks about the whole scenario more. And on the show, as it's going on, Reality Steve tells her that like another woman reached out to him and has proof that she slept with Jed while they were in a relationship as well. And like this is happening live like on the show and she didn't know about it. Yeah. And, and it was kind of awkward, but of course Steve has like no feel, of course. But Oh my gosh, that guy, okay. I liked the podcast, but Steve like... He needs to, to stop talking. He needs to sometimes. let his guests talk more. Yeah, he uh, at grandstands or something way too much. He yeah. like gives he his opinion it. on everything, and it's like, dude, we want to know your guest's opinion. Yes, yeah, just interviewer. Shut up, Steve. Shut up, Steve. <laughs> but we, also, we keep, actually don't mind him. I don't know. We're, yeah, he's we don't mean to bad talk him, but like sometimes he does stuff, and it's just like Steve, like stay in your lane. Yeah. He tries. Stay in your lane. It's going to be hard, though, because being in the industry he's in and stuff. So, I don't know. I give him credit, too. Yeah. So true. Yeah. All right. Let's move on. Let's talk about the Tyler C. date. (sighs) (laughs) Okay. So, this is one of my first notes for the Tyler C. date. I thought the horses were super, super random. Yeah. Why were they riding Why couldn't they just have done what they did on foot? I don't know. Or on a bicycle because they were in Amsterdam. They were literally in like the middle of a city. It's not like they were riding through a countryside. My thought was that, so, okay, when a contestant goes on the show, they fill out all those random questions. Mm, So I'm sure on there somewhere it was like, Tyler doesn't like horses. So they have to make it like comedic relief or something. I don't know. It was weird. Those were not like regular. I grew up riding horses. Mm-hmm. I started riding when I was nine and I rode for competitively like all throughout high school and had a horse for a while. And so, I mean, like I know horses, those are not average horses. Those are Clydesdale horses, like yeah. huge, massive horses. Like those are not average size horses. Those are like draft size horses. <laughs> were they, is that a thing there? I mean, I don't know. They, I mean, they're beautiful, but those types of horses are normally not ones that like are ridden too much. They're the type of horses that pull like carriages and stuff like that yeah so it was so random and like i said they weren't in like a countryside like they were in the middle of the city i felt like that made them really appear Awkward. to be the obnoxious american tourist yeah. type well because at one point too she's like hey ice cream man like yelling at him from the horse that's and it's so like, true oh gosh just no he gave us all a bad name I thought the whole thing and the music they were playing it during it was like the do 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 music like, like circus music yeah like the circus music to like make it seem like a joke so I think that they just like set them up for like an awkward situation yeah that would be my guess Which, like don't do that to Tyler but he he handled it very he gracefully did. and he bought her the ice cream and he tipped the guy that's so true let's talk about the pickled herring like oh my god ew why and oh and her like she yelled at him well you know man up or something yeah. like to eat I'm like why ew it's a raw fish and like some and like I've seen pickled herring at the store and it's like in this little filet but that was like a whole fish that was really gross it was so gross and he like 
I mean, he still looked pretty good, but it was still gross to watch him, like, <laughs> puke it back up, basically. Yeah, him gagging up fish. He's still pretty hot. But, yeah. So that's saying something, I guess. But, <sighs> yeah, the whole thing was just, yeah, awkward. Awkward. So then after that, after they get off the random horses, yeah, they sit down. Fish. <laughs> they sit down and they get their ice cream. They sit down and they chat. And Hannah's like asking him how he's doing and all this other stuff. And she's, in my opinion, she's really putting some. And he's kind of telling her he's like this. This last week, Rigo was the hardest week for me, and I kind of started comparing myself. And she's like, "Well, why? What made you compare yourself?" And she's really, she's really trying to get him to like put his feelings into words. Which, like, I, I understand that. I think that Hannah's been big on that. But I think that she struggles to do that. So she, herself, which is fine. Mm-hmm. But she's, like, asking them to do something that I don't feel she's also doing a very good job of. Yeah, and I feel like one thing she doesn't do well is hold them all to the same standard mm-hmm. either. Because look at the Luke P. date previously. Seriously. She kind of said the same thing to him. He never expressed his feelings. And then she was just like, hey, let's make out. With Tyler, I felt like he made a really good effort to do that, and then she was so frustrated with him. Yeah. Oh, I totally agree with you. He was trying. What does she want? Yeah. Then, and I do agree that I think it's a very human thing too when you're not good at something, you try to bring it out of somebody else instead, and especially like in a relationship. And I thought he did good. I thought he did good, and. I think she wanted, like, really definitive, from that conversation, she wanted really definitive, like, what was the single moment that made you question or compare yourself? And he obviously didn't have one single moment, and I can understand in that setting where you wouldn't. It's just, like, all of a sudden, a bunch of stuff starts flooding to you, and she really wanted, like, exact stuff. And I was kind of... I like Hannah. I've been pro-Hannah this whole time, Mm -hmm. but in that moment, I was really annoyed with her. Yeah. Because I'm like, you're asking him to do something that I don't think you yourself have done a very good job of. One of my thoughts during that exchange, and maybe I'm just reading too much into it, but I... So we all know that... Tyler doesn't like Luke P because Tyler has a brain. Because no one likes Because <laughs> he has a brain because no one likes Luke P. And I think Hannah knows that Luke P is not liked by any of the other guys. So I think she trusts Tyler. And I think maybe that's what she was trying to get out oh, of him. Oh, good point. To talk about that more because she wants to really get to the bottom of that. But it, it's, I mean, it's a horrible thing to do because it's not fair to, to Tyler. And I thought if that were, was the case, he handled it really well. Yeah. No, that's a good point. I didn't think of that. She was, like, trying to ask him without, like, asking him. Yeah, because she already knows. And that's the guy that we all know she wants to talk about. Oh, so. gosh. Yeah. Um, so then Tyler, later in the night, um, they go on their dinner date, which I thought was awesome. And they did a great job. And... In this moment, Tyler does open up more, and I was impressed with how he opened up. I thought it was really organic the way he did it, but he just kind of talked about his family and how he grew up and and said that he his dad kind of grew up with nothing but uh, made mm-hmm. himself really successful by hard work, and they had this beautiful home on the water, which if you know anything about Florida, which I do because I lived in Florida, homes on the water are expensive as fuck. And, so, <laughs> and then in 2008 and 2009, when the market crashed, they lost everything, and they had to move into this new this smaller house and he had a quote that like shook me it was so beautiful he said my parents uh he's talking about his parents because they did not gain a divorce he said they had a hard time turning to each other and instead they kind of turned away from each other Uh. i know i literally had chills i was like oh he's so good at expressing himself it was beautiful yeah it was really and he does it in like a simple way you i think we're just i mean i'm trying to decide if we weren't so obsessed with him if we'd still think that I know. I keep thinking 
okay, it's gonna come out tomorrow or something that all he, these bad things. Yeah, and then I'm gonna be like, oh crap. But you know what? I keep and I'm thinking that too. I'm like America and us in general have this him on this high pedestal. Yeah. But that other podcast I listened to, Bachelor Party, Juliet Littman, and her that's a really popular um, podcast. And she says she has a lot of people who DM her and are like, oh, I've met him. He's super nice. He took oh. so many pictures with us. Oh, she even good. said she has a friend of a friend of a like a friend of a friend who dated him. And Juliet's whole thing was that he's got to be a player because A, he's like super hot and B, he was a former mm-hmm. a former athlete. Yeah. And she's like, well, he's got to be a player. And the friend of a friend who dated him said 100% he's not. And I'm oh like, I know. I'm like, oh my God. Oh my gosh. Well, he opened up about previous relationships too. Yeah. Where he said, and he admitted he made mistakes and whatever. Yeah. So, I mean, oh, a guy that can communicate. I know. I always think back, like the moment that I really was like, oh my gosh, he's so great. was that first one-on-one date they had where she was crying and he was like totally just like on you know just the right thing to say without being like too scripted i know we love you tyler c yeah don't don't be a cheating slut like judd yeah don't don't do stuff that makes us not like you so my last thing on their date is he's too good for her (laughs) (laughs) i love that because it's so true yeah hannah 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 I don't. Like, ugh, I don't know. If she doesn't pick him, she's literally insane. I don't know. I don't know. If she wants that. I don't know that she knows what she wants. That I don't know either. I think. Agreed. So next is is next Meg's date. The next is wasn't the group date first or what? what do you no, have? no, no. It was Mike. Mike's Mike date was next. Yeah. So I didn't see this. My we've had we had a storm last night and I DVR'd it and my DVR cut out mm-hmm. and I didn't have time to go back and watch it like on Hulu or whatever. So yeah. I'm gonna have you lead the conversation with so this. So I literally have no notes on this part because yeah. it was just kind of so basically wow. all I did was they they did like. Um, so the date cards that I'm drawn to you and so basically they went to this art studio and they had to draw each other in these like robe things and then the artist came out and drew the both of them together and you could tell that it wasn't going the way that Hannah wanted it to go yeah. and Mike was his usual smiley self but I was kind of um there's not a lot of chemistry between them and you could really tell that it was mm-hmm. just kind of awkward and I think Mike's a stand-up guy, but there wasn't... He didn't show a lot of depth on this date at all. Yeah. So, at night then, she obviously... She had already made up her mind by the night she was person. So, she was so emotional. I did see her break up with him. Yeah. And she was really emotional going into it, and I loved seeing that side of her. Yeah. So... The night person, I thought, was... I mean, the way she handled that was was really good, and he was great, and I mean, he was this, the stand-up guy that he's been this whole time. Yeah. But, I mean, you could tell that whole day that that was coming, Coming, I think, yeah. And I'm sure that's how they added it together, but even, like, they're riding bike together, and he's just got that big smile on his face, but there wasn't any, like, again, depth to their conversations or yeah. their interactions, and especially, I think, coming off of that date with Tyler and even the date with Jed, it fell really flat. Yeah. So poor Yeah, Mike. so she did, when she broke up with, she was obviously really emotional breaking up with him, which, like I said, I love to see that side of her. And that's one of the things I love about Hannah is she really does, as much as sometimes I think she struggles articulating her emotions, she does wear her emotions on her sleeve and yeah. she's vulnerable and it's hard to do that. Yeah, I can't fault a girl for crying that much because I do a lot of crying yeah. myself. Like, she, so said, um, she said, you've talked a lot of how you're looking for your fourth lady and I, I just know that I'm not your fourth yeah. lady. It was so beautiful and so sad. And yeah. I just thought she handled that well. She did. And, and you could tell that I could see them being friends someday. Yeah, you, know, I you think could so tell too. that there is a genuine like care for each other. And yeah. 
I think that was probably her hardest breakup yet. I think so too, and I think, yeah, I think that was obvious. Yeah. Who was next? Was Connor next? Well, yeah, so Connor kind of had this impromptu, I guess, can you call it a one-on-one? But basically, Connor found out that he was going to be on the group date, and then, so the night of, when she got back from her date with Mike, Connor went up to her hotel room just to have a conversation, and Connor was the one that left all the notes when she was Yeah, sick, which was right? sweet, but I also didn't see a ton of chemistry between them. No, and you can tell that he said he's never brought a girl home, Yeah, I, I don't know that he is quite there yet. Like, ready to get married. Yeah. yeah. So, is he going to be on Paradise? I think he is on Paradise. I've heard some spoilers about who he is interested in. I, I don't, can't remember if he was on that list, because I get him and Dylan confused, too. But Dylan is at Paradise, and Connor, I think it's also been released that he'll be on there. I won't release who he's been spoiled to be with, but there's a oh, spoiler okay. of who he's hitting it off with. Oh, all right. Uh, I probably read it, but I don't remember. Yeah. So, I'm not going to spoil it. Huh? But I, um... I thought that whole interaction between them was kind of, I don't know, it was sad, but it wasn't like Mike breakup sad. It was like, oh, okay. She, I felt like he kind of went in there with like an Elise where she, like Elise went to Colton when it was like, I can't do this, but you could tell she like wanted to be like, no, please stay. Yeah. So I feel like that's what he was kind of doing where he was like, I don't, I can't do this anymore. I don't want to do this. I'm I'm not far enough along, but tell me that you want me to stay. And she didn't just like Colton didn't. That's a really good comparison. Yeah. Yeah. And you could tell he, he kind of is just like this little puppy dog. I know. He was all sad, but I I think he'll be okay. Yeah. I do like him. Yes, the paradise. He'll be fine. So. Yeah. yeah. What was next? Group date. Next was a group date. So awkward. Uh, yeah, it just that's, weird. I think how Pilot Pete described it as. Oh, this was awkward. Oh my gosh, Pilot Pete like. They should have given Pilot Pete the rose before it even started because it was so obvious that it was basically yeah. going to be a two-on-one with Garrett and. It was weird. Luke I P. felt so bad for him because he was just kind of like thrown into this like really weird situation. Yeah. But um, I thought that. He handled it really well, oh and God, like there so was good. the part where um, Luke P came out to talk to him, and he's just like, "I'm not talking to you." That was such a shit show. Mm-hmm. He like Luke P came out to just be like, basically tell him that he just got in a big fight with Garrett, and was like, "I just wanted to let you know that I did talk about you." And Pilot Pete's like, "What? Like, dude, we just <laughs> talked about this. You literally just told me." Like, Pilot yeah. Pete was just like, "Dude, what are you doing?" And it's like. Pilot Pete was more just like, dude, help your help yourself because you're the one burying yourself right now. Yeah. And he like laughed. He was like, so she's not in a good mood. And Luke was like, no, not really. And Pilot Pete's like, well, fuck. Like, yeah. <laughs> like he didn't say that, but you could tell that was written on his face. But, but then they had a really good conversation. They did because he was able to like not get distracted by that. And yeah. he's yeah. so cute. He's just he uh, he's my close second after Tyler C. Yeah, honestly, those two I think have been just gold. I love them both. Yeah. And you can tell that they're bros that's so cute they were so cute when they jumped into each other's arms i know so so yeah if you got the rose the first rose of the night and that was weird too since she like sent him back to the hotel right away yeah and but anyway yeah he runs to the hotel room and jumps in tyler's and you know like, what else oh. i thought was sweet another reason why i love tyler c he was like so excited to see pilot pete and he said he had like i don't know if it was an itm or they just had his voiceover but he was like pilot pete's a great guy of course i want whatever i want whatever is best for hannah and pilot pete's a great guy so of course I'm happy to see him. Yeah. And I was like, oh, he just wants what's best for her. Like, Luke P treats her like a piece of meat. And Tyler C <laughs> is just like, yeah, of course I want what's best with her. And he's a good guy. And she chose him. So, like, yeah, yeah I'm happy. Yeah. I know. I love it. I, love but, it I mean, that's what happens so much. I think on the show is that there's almost more friendships that come out of it. Yeah. Th- so. I think the guys in general, in my opinion, seem to like each other a lot. Yeah, besides Luke up. P. Yeah. 
Besides Luke P, they all seem like bros. Well, there was a quote early on in the night when there were seven guys there, and it was it Mike who said, there are six really great guys here, <laughs> and Hannah would be lucky. And it was funny because no one, like, picked up on the fact that... <laughs> I didn't even hear that. There were seven guys there, oh and I said God. to Brent, I'm like, there's seven of them, and I was like, oh, yeah, Luke P. So I don't think Luke so P even realized that he had just been, like... <laughs> Oh my gosh. I laughed so hard after that, but yeah, so then the group date, um, I felt it was weird because I really wanted to root for Garrett because obviously I hate Luke P and I still think she should have picked Garrett over, I mean, anybody but Luke P. She should pick the random, like, squirrel in the street over Luke P. <laughs> yes. Hashtag anybody but Luke P. Hashtag, yeah. <laughs> Started trending. But yeah, so like with Garrett, he just like was goading and goading yeah, and goading. Yeah, he, he did too he much. He did not make himself look good. And him telling her he loved her, I thought was a very like last minute yeah, ditch effort. I felt that. like that. I did too, and it didn't feel genuine. And also, that was kind of a stupid move on his part because it can very quickly backfire if she's not at the same level. And yeah. She's like, whoa. Which I think it did. Which is exactly what happened. I do think it is obvious that the thing especially after this episode that the thing that hannah is really drawn to with luke and what really their connection is based on is their faith yeah because he mentioned that and there was jesus shower yeah and he like opened up about that and kind of talked about how he used to drink and party a lot and mm-hmm. had a lot of sex and all this other stuff and and you can tell her faith is a big part of her life i respect that a lot and mm-hmm. i i definitely know what it's like to feel whether it's just a you know a, a girl or or a guy if it's just like a platonic friendship if you kind of have that um connection through your faith and you've been through like a similar story Mm -hmm. with your faith it really can connect you in a way that's like kind of indescribable so i can only imagine what it's like on like uh you know a romantic level Mm -hmm. but so i really do think that that is like her deep connection to him yeah and it's unfortunate and i think i've talked about this before but i mean the way that he's portraying Christians is, I mean, it's just... Kind of icky. Yeah, it just feels yeah. gross. No, I agree. And that's for... I mean, we saw some foreshadowing of the episode to come where obviously their connection point, their faith, is what ultimately is going to tear them apart mm-hmm. because Hannah, ha- you know, is very open about fucking in a windmill twice, <laughs> twice which was yes. hilarious. That Just the whole preview of it was hilarious. Yeah. And he is obviously very judgmental and not okay with that. Yeah. So, so I agree. I think the, the thing that's drawing them together is obviously what is going to break them apart yeah and i'm i do agree that he doesn't really give christians a good look no and he he's like just kind of not i don't want to say fake christian but like he uses it as a weapon and not in the way that jesus intended that is the perfect way to put it he uses it as a weapon 100 percent. a weapon like control mechanism exactly as a weapon to like judge people or control people or to talk down to people yeah manipulate people everything and and he's very like old testament woman like yeah you know submit to your man and yeah forgetting the second part man submit to your woman so i mean yeah uh, yeah yeah. so i thought the preview is very (laughs) i can't wait um i always love hometown visits anyway i know hometowns are fun oh i guess that would well that is hometowns that would be hometowns? Yeah, yeah. the okay. four four go to hometowns, and then one goes away, and then there's three fantasy suites, yeah. correct? Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's how... Yeah. So who do you think she fucked in a windmill? <laughs> so do you think it's one of the contestants that she's talking about? Yeah. I think... Because I think when he is... Te- 
prefacing that, I think he says, if you've had sex with anyone here, oh, I think sure. that I need to leave. Oh, boy. So I, I think that, I mean, I think I know that she's had sex in, in life because she said that with yeah. Colton. But I think he, Luke is specifically talking about if she has had sex with anyone here. Oh, see, and I, I think that think she that. says that. Oh. Yes, I have. Oh, goodness. Um, I don't know. I don't know either. I don't, I'm trying to think I don't if have seen a guess. any previews. There were some people like really grabbing at things like, oh, it, there was this windmill in this picture with Jed, but like there's no validity to like that. They're just grabbing at things. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it's some random well, still like, shot. Okay. When she says that, does she mean like, I mean, I hope it's like not like a windmill windmill, you know, like gross, wet like a ground. gross, dirty windmill. <laughs> like, like at least let it be a clean windmill. I hope it's like a, like a, like a B and B or something. No. So like Juliet on bachelor pad or bachelor party, I'm sorry. She said that there, they did some groundwork and there is Greece has windmills. I would think of the Netherlands as more of a, a, a windmill place, yeah. but she said there are windmills in Greece. And she said there is a like hotel in a wind. Well, you can like stay in a suite in a windmill. Okay. So I would not be surprised if it's, she's speaking of a fantasy suite with one okay. of them. Greece because we all know they're going to Greece next yeah so, so okay well so does that mean he makes it to top three I don't know that's what I was thinking I'm like it's almost like a giveaway that he Charlie don't eat those that chips. he makes it farther uh, sorry cat interruption that's okay in which case so that means they'd be down to three so oh that means gosh. she would have to get rid of I can't imagine her getting rid of Peter because I think she's wanted to have sex with him since like day two so I mean Tyler then I mean, I would hope not. Oh my gosh, woman. Well, I guess we'll find out. I think she has by far the most physical chemistry with Peter. Yeah. Then I would say, I think it's close between Jed and Tyler. Granted, but I know she has a lot of physical chemistry with Luke too. I'm just, I'm, I'm torn. I don't know. Can she take all of them? To fantasy suites? Yeah. Maybe. She's broken rules before. That's true. Gosh, I haven't, I haven't even thought about it. I don't know. I think the show is gonna get good, and I think that. After the final rose would be telling, I think the men tell all is going to be so juicy. I never look forward to the episode, and I am just like, oh my gosh, it's going to be so juicy. It's going to be so good, yeah. I cannot wait for any of that, so I think it's about to get good. It's been a good season. I really do think it's been a good season. It has been great television. Yeah. I was just talking to somebody today that has never watched the previous season. Yeah. And so it's, it's her first, like, bachelor, bachelorette, anything experience. And she's like... Her mind's it's blown. It's like, yeah. She's like, I, you know, I was only going to watch a few minutes, but holy cow. Well, like, yeah. I mean, it's just like, she's like, it's so fascinating. It's, it's like, like a drug. <laughs> it is. It's like this weird human experiment. So Yeah. Anyway, so that that's, was funny. I think that wraps up our bachelor recap. Yeah, um, I think my only... Yeah, anything else you want to add? Well, my last note was Luke P is trash. So I'll just yes. end with that. Yes, he literally... I just can't even look at him. He has, like, this devious look to him. He's got the caveman brow. Caveman brow? You know where it, like, sticks out weird? Not really, but I believe you. You'll notice it now. I yeah. believe you. Ugh. But yeah, no, that wraps it up. I can't wait can't wait till next we week. We shall see how it wraps up. Yeah. Okay, let's go on to more drama because there's more drama in the air. And this drama is surrounding your... Leave Taylor alone! Pride and joy, Taylor. <laughs> so we were going to talk about Taylor's um, new music and her music video a couple weeks ago. Yeah, And so we, that was going to be a podcast topic in and of itself. But yeah. now more has happened with the Scooter Braun issue. And now a bunch of celebs are taking sides. So like Justin Bieber has piped in, Cara yeah, Delevingne. Yeah, Yeah. All sorts of people have piped in with their opinions. And... 
to be honest with you, when I heard about this, I'm not really familiar with um, artists and music, like what they own and what they don't own. I so, learned a lot researching this. Exactly. Like <laughs> I learned a lot about it just reading into this. Mm-hmm. So let's, do you want to give a brief overview of it and just, just tell us, tell us what's going on. Okay. So Taylor Swift, when she first signed with her first record label, she was 15 years old. She signed with Big Machine Records and um, it was owned by, oh, what's his name now? Oh, I'm going to forget it. Uh, something with a B. Yeah, they both have, like, really similar names. So, yeah. Um, I know I'm going to get it wrong. Bo- See, like, I never really, like, Brokeheart, Borchetta? Borchetta, there you go. So, um, and she was their only client. She This was, like, a brand new record label yeah. from what I heard. So she, and now they have several big, like, they have Thomas Rhett, they have Lady Annabelle, and, like, these are huge names in country music. But she really, are like, is what made Big Machine Records, like, what it is. Yeah. So, um, actually, I can just read, like, some of her thing, too. I have it in front of me. But, um, I mean, long story short, basically, she signed with Big Machine Records, and then she changed record labels last year, and she wasn't able... um, They basically wouldn't let her take her 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 music with her. And... Now, Scott Borchetta has basically um, decided to sell the masters of her music to Scooter Braun, who... Am I saying that right? Braun? Braun, yeah. See, like, I don't even know these names. Yeah. Like, that's how I feel bad for not. But uh, basically to this guy, and he is, like, basically one of her least favorite people in the yeah. world. So, long story short, one of her least favorite people in the world is now going to own all of the content that the she music. Yeah. So essentially her first, what was it, five or six records? Seven. Well, her first, is is Love going to be her seventh record? Uh, that'll be her, oh my god, I should know this. Yeah, I think, seven. I think Love's going to be her seventh. Oh yeah, so they would own the first six. They would own, so they own the rights to the first six. So apparently, I went into this and I was like, well, what do you mean she doesn't own her music? Apparently, this is common. When artists sign with a record label... Um, and they record with a record label. They the record label owns the rights to their music. That's what artists do when they sign with someone, correct? Yeah. So unless it is worked into their contract, which it almost never is, because no record label would probably agree to that. That means that any music Taylor makes under or any artist makes under that record label is property of the record label. Yeah. Um, so that is common, um, and that does happen in this industry. From what I heard, Taylor was given the option to, I don't know, buy it back or work it back. Like every album she released, on, she would have the opportunity to get, like earn one of her older records back. Yeah. The rights to her records back. Yeah, which is stupid. I which is kind of weird. It's a weird arrangement. Um, so she said she's, no. And she passed on that, didn't mm-hmm. she? Yeah. And she moved on to a new Republic. I think she's on Republic record label now. Um, the thing that is like sketchy and weird about this is she is saying that she... Um, which, like I said, this happens. Uh, rights to music gets sold all the time or uh, things like that. But she's saying that she did not know about it happening until the public did, which a lot of people are coming out and refuting that. They're saying, no, Taylor, you did know about this. Um, you're just, um, you just didn't like it, so now you're making out to be the victim or, or whatever it is. So there's a little bit of, like, kind of, like, haziness about if yeah. she knew or if she didn't know. Some people are saying her dad, Scott Swift, is on the board of directors for Big Machine Records, so there's no possible way that he could not have known. There are some people saying that she was made known a couple weeks ago that this was in the works, and um, I just don't think she thought it was going to be to Scooter. Like, 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, she knew it was probably going to be sold, but she didn't know it was going to be to him. Right. Well, and the thing with her dad is, so he knew that they were doing something related to his daughter's music, and he would have had to sign an NDA. This is another thing that maybe yep. possibly happened. And he didn't want to have to keep anything from his daughter. So, so he, he didn't attend the meeting, not knowing that that's what was being discussed. Yeah. So, I mean, at the end of the day, I don't know. I mean, obviously... I don't know Taylor personally, unfortunately. So, I mean, I don't know if she got that text or not. But I, I think if Taylor never does anything without very careful... Like, she, she doesn't respond out of emotion. Everything She's she does... She's very calculated. ...is very calculated. Yeah. I mean, her latest um, album announcement has been teased on her Instagram since last October. Months. Like, the whole... I mean, she's freaking brilliant. Like, yeah. she really is. And I'm not just saying that because I love her. But, <laughs> but like, the... I think the, the thing that maybe is happening here is she is... So, whether she knew or not, she's now making people, average people like you and I who don't know the industry, realize that they're isn't any I mean how corrupt the music industry is yeah, basically there's no rights for these people yeah and they you know pour their blood sweat and tears like Taylor writes all of her own music mm-hmm. she produces all of her own music like she or I mean is hands on producing it and um obviously works very very hard and to have it would be like having somebody come in and buy your diary from age 15 to age 27 and sell it to your worst enemy yeah the like, bully at school yeah, yeah, that's a very good analogy. That's so, so like, true. I, I think that it's definitely shedding light on this issue. One article that I read that I thought like summed it up really well um, was on NBC News by Noah Berlotsky. I'm we'll put a link credit. to it in yeah, the show notes. Yeah, I can send it to you. Yeah. So he talks about how, obviously, like he he kind of recaps the whole situation, but then he talks about how basically like we we live in a society, a capitalist society, where the fruits of our labor are very rarely ours. So, so true. Even even in my situation, like when you think about it, I design advertisements for people on occasion. That artwork that I'm creating, if it's like a brilliant ad, which I can promise you it's not most days, but <laughs> I mean, I don't own that. If I were to walk away from the company, I don't get to take any that of my you. creative creations with me. I think from a pop star standpoint, it's obviously a lot more, we idolize pop stars. It's a very public profession. So the issue becomes a lot more like in the forefront. It's obviously like eliciting these very strong reactions from people because either from, you know, Swift fans or or other musicians are like, yeah, wait a second. And so I think I think her goal is twofold: um, to educate people like us who don't know, and also to caution young artists that are just getting into the industry to really know what you're signing. What you're signing. And so basically, learn from my mistakes, type of thing. And um, I mean, whether whether there's a scandal here or not, I I don't know, but. I also, like, one thing I I think is interesting is people like Bieber, and they're currently employed in a weird way by Scooter. Yeah. So, of course, they're going to come to his defense. Scooter, like, discovered Justin Bieber. Yeah. So, obviously, he's not going to go online and be like, well, Taylor was right. Yeah. I mean, that's his whole livelihood being 
compromise then. It's, it's probably in his contract that he can't <laughs> bash his own producer yeah. or his label owner or whatever. So that's my very long-winded thoughts. I do think that um, in the day and age that we live in and with the internet and social media, the work that we put out there, especially as creators of any kind, and I'm not a musician, but I am a creator, so I, I do photography, I do design. Your photography is amazing. I do stuff like that. So if I share that on my Facebook page or my Instagram page, and this happens, thank God, it really has not ever happened to me, but I have other blogger friends where they've taken a beautiful picture and someone has reposted that picture and then not given them credit. So basically stole their picture and then used yeah. it to promote whatever they want, which is All illegal. And it's illegal. It's like, that is my, that is essentially my art. Like yeah, that is your creative content yeah. exactly that's my creative content and I own that and it happens a lot of the time but it does happen on a much smaller scale and like you said this wasn't stolen or, or whatever it was paid for but it is unfortunate that it's ending up in the hands of someone that she doesn't like you know what I yeah. mean um you can tell like she signed her tumblr post like uh grossed out yeah and I was like yeah, I thought that was really typical Taylor that's form. a good way to describe <laughs> it because it, it does it just makes you feel icky at the end and I mean, I feel for her, I do, because, I mean, I'm a fan, obviously, and it, it sucks to know that, I think, oh, jeez, these stupid headphones keep falling on my ear. Um, I, like, I, does that mean, okay, uh, maybe this is a dumb question, but does that mean that, okay, so this guy now owns her music, so he can sell it to a commercial or, or So whatever. he can sell it to a commercial or put it in a, vid- a, me- a video, you know <laughs> what I mean? Any kind of movie that he wants. I think, from what I've heard, whoever owns the rights to your music then is also in charge of, like, making a Greatest Hits album or something like Ew, that. Oh, no. Yeah, that, I mean, that's my understanding. I don't know perfectly, Ugh. but yeah. Anything, see, so I can see why that would upset her. Yeah, so anything moving forward with some of her, her original <laughs> songs, which her original songs are my favorite songs, so I mean... That's like kind of all up to his discretion. Ugh. And he Which, obviously hasn't treated her well. Which is poopy, yeah, for her. In the past. So. I do think, though, um, you know, you've heard that the entertainment industry and the music industry and whether it's TV or radio or, or whatever it is, it is, it can be really cutthroat and brutal. And, you know, something like this happened back in the 90s with, or the early 90s and late 90s, early 2000s with NSYNC when they got oh, ripped yeah. off by their manager. Do you remember this? I totally forgot about that. Oh my gosh. You... This is another ridiculous story. Like these in sync, they were essentially teenagers and they signed a contract and they were working their butts off, selling records like crazy, were huge stars. And it turns out that their manager was like robbing them blind. So they had yeah. been spending, these, these guys were kids, but they didn't know any better because they were young and someone handed them their dream on a silver platter. Mm-hmm. So of course they signed on the dotted line. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, if you don't have a background in this industry, you don't know what to look for. You don't know what looks mm-hmm. suspicious. You don't know the loopholes so I mean this is another way like she said she's like I was 15 when I signed this contract and I do feel like I was taken advantage of but she was 15 and someone was handing her someone her, told her they loved her yeah and she's we can make all your where we can make all your dreams come true That's like a quote from her song from what quote from her song 15 uh, oh there you go someone tells you they love you you're gonna, you're gonna believe, believe it them. It's so, so true. <laughs> but you know what I mean? So this does happen, especially with young people who are talented. Obviously, yeah. this person saw her and saw dollar signs. It is gross because it's like you, it's like these lecherous, it's like a, you feel like you're being like grabbed onto by these lecherous music industry people. And I, I just think like not all of them are bad, but I feel like there are more and more. There's a reason why there are so many independent labels now. Mm-hmm. And one, one situation I think of is, I mean, the world has changed so much too. And I think a lot of it is, 
it's a lot easier to discover talent. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if you message somebody on social media and say, Oh, you hey, can find people on YouTube all the time. Right. That's, yeah. Isn't that how Justin Bieber was discovered? He was discovered on YouTube. Yeah. Well, same with the yodeling kid from Walmart. Do you remember that kid? Oh, oh my gosh, I forgot about that kid. Yeah. yeah, he's a huge star now. But I think, like, back in the day, back in the day, um, like, I'm a big YouTube fan, and they were signed by Island Records. Paul McGinnis was their manager and from the get-go, and they stayed with him until his retirement just a few years ago. So, I mean, there are good ones out there, and I think... That is but, so rare. I know, but I think the golden age is over yeah. for that, so... I yeah. think so, too. You're right. That is... That's incredible. Yeah. I, yeah. They're unique in a lot of ways, but that's definitely... And the band has never changed. I mean, it's the same four guys, which I don't think people realize, That but is crazy for how long they've been amazing. in the industry. Yeah. Because like, that never happens. Forever, so... Yeah. So, T-Swift... Um, I don't know. I we think love you. Brie loves you. She's I, totally listening. I tolerate us. you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I want the old Taylor to come back. I like how you back. text me and you're like, uh, do, you think, do you think you don't want to talk I about know. this? <laughs> I texted Brie. I'm like, I think we have to talk about this. Do you think you can do that? And like rolling my eyes smile. It is an interesting subject though. And I think you and I are both like content creators. And I mean, I think it's, it's a question that you don't really think about until there is a situation like this. So yeah. 100%. Yeah. Interesting. We'll have to see how it um, kind of plays out. Maybe we'll do a catch-up on this if it does change. Yeah. And we can do an update and we'll see where we're at. Let's talk about some more. I know. <gasps> talk about Taylor some more. Gosh. Oh, darn it. Freaking idiot. <laughs> All right. So we. it is going to be the 4th of July here. By the time this comes out, this will come out on the 3rd of July. But Bree and I have to do a little public service announcement for yeah. the 4th of July. We feel like it is our duty. And I do an, like a Facebook post every year saying the same thing. Yeah. We always so, put articles out. Yeah, so yeah. the 4th of July is by far the year, the day of the year where the most animals go missing. Yep, statistically speaking, that's true. And it's because of fireworks. Yeah. So when we say animals, we mostly like dogs, yeah. but even cats or whatnot. And even wild animals. Like, yeah. so you and I both follow, um, there's this great wild animal rescue group called Wild Instincts Amazing. in Wisconsin. Amazing. And so they amazing. don't get, they don't pay themselves. Like, it's all just, like, volunteer work. And they work so, they're amazing. They're we'll amazing. put a link to them in the show notes. Yeah, definitely. Donate to them if you feel um, so empowered, because they do great work. But they put out a post recently, and I never thought about it, but wild animals, too. Like, yeah. fireworks scare animals and then it separates families basically is what they were saying in the wild and um for what like i know two seconds of color i hate fireworks yeah i never liked fireworks that's when you were a kid when i was a kid i hated them because they're loud and they smell weird (laughs) and like they're not even like they're fine but I i never got what all the fuss was about yeah so I, I would just encourage you, this is this happens every year. Even yeah. we live in a pretty rural area and mm-hmm. even our small shelter, they every year Karen says every they get a couple of, they get at least five to six dogs that go missing. Yeah. Which so is a busy day for them. I'm an I'm an admin on that Facebook page and you wouldn't believe like the messages that come in and it's like, oh my gosh, like there's people just doing stupid like bringing their pet to watch the fireworks down at the fairgrounds and yeah. just just leave your dog at home and make sure they're microchipped if something does happen. Yep. And just two very, very simple steps you can do to make everybody's life better, including your pets. So. And the other thing, too, I want to tell people is you might think, I have two dogs. One of them is blind. She doesn't go far from me ever. The other one I've had since he was a puppy, and he is loyal to the days long. We live in the country, and they are never on leashes in the country. Yeah. And they don't need to be. But on the 4th of July, I always keep them on a leash, or I keep them, like, tied to the porch or something like that. Yeah. Because you never know. I've heard so many stories of people being like, we always let our dog off the leash. Like, he, he, we've had him for this long. He's never run away and then the fireworks go off they scare this animal and this animal runs away it's like yes like 
I just cannot reiterate this more to people. Like, I don't care how, like, trained or loyal your dog is. Like, these fireworks scare these animals, and they react out yeah. of, like, pure, like, fight or flight mode. Yeah, and they don't find their way home. No, because they're so scared. And when fireworks keep going off, yeah, oh they can gosh. keep running and keep scrambling. And, and they don't know what's happening. No. And, like, it's... Uh, another thing that just bugs me about fireworks is... Okay, so, like, the people that fought for our country, that guaranteed our independence to celebrate this day, so many people, like, PTSD Mm -hmm. is triggered by fireworks. So, first of all, like, I would love it if we didn't even do fireworks, but (laughs) if, because I'm not going to change America overnight, just keep your bad side. Yeah. And keep them on leashes. Like, whatever you do, I hear so many people, too, who are, like, brought their pet to a barbecue, and he was in the lawn, and this and that. And on a day like this, where you're just hanging out with family, like, you're probably not going to have your dog at the forefront of your mind. And that's fine. Yeah. I can totally... This is not the day where I, like, spend a ton of time thinking about my dog. I... They're in the house. a day like that existed. I know, right? (laughs) I know. One year out of... Or one day out of the year. (laughs) But, you know, because you're you're seeing family, you're at a barbecue, whatever. But, like, just keep them in the house. Or if they are outside, keep them tied to something. Yeah. I mean, I just... I don't know what else to say. This happens every year. Please do what you can. Yep. Protect your animals, like Bree said. If you have not, get that microchip. And if they're not fixed... Fix them. Oh my gosh, that's just a freaking no-brainer. <laughs> Get them fixed. We're yeah. having a really big influx at the pet shelter of cats right now. And yeah. it's another thing, too, where people comment on the Facebook page and they're like, well, they need to do this, they need to do that. And Bree and I are like, the only thing that fixes this is if you spay or neuter. Literally, yeah. the only thing that fixes it. The only it. fix is fixing them. Seriously. That's got to be a slogan. Let's make it a t-shirt slogan. It should slogan. be. Yeah. But, and people sometimes have like, well, if we did this or if people didn't have, you know, these spots where the animals could live and it's like, no, the only way to fix this is to fix them. Yeah. People are just very ignorant, I think. And no excuses, get your pet fixed. Yeah. End of rant. So true. Yeah. So thank you so much. That was, I think we're going to end it there. We had some other things to talk about, but honestly, the Bachelorette and the T-Swift drama took up a lot of our time. Yeah, that's okay. And they were so worth it. Yeah. Those were big things to talk about. I think once the Bachelorette um, wraps up, we'll probably go back to our original format where we kind of just do current events and then we do a learning lately and then we do an Ask Carrie. Yeah. Uh, but while the Bachelorette's going on, and because I guess this season has been so... There's so much to talk about. There really is. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think we're talking too much, like, about it. Like, we're literally no. covering the basics. Yeah. And it still takes us, like, 40 minutes each time. <laughs> Kudos to ABC, because they put out a great season. <sighs> Hannah's been great for them, honestly. Yeah. She's very real. She is. Yeah. She's a firecracker. What are you doing? Speaking of firecrackers, what are you doing for the forest? <laughs> Speaking of firecrackers, nice. Speaking of firecrackers, spay and, spay and neuter. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I don't know. It's, it falls on a Thursday, which is really lame. We're recording this on a Tuesday. Um, so usually, so it's, it's kind of cute. So Brian and I's first, like, we don't really have, like, an official date because we were friends and worked together. And then we just kind of, like, you know, casually, whatever. You know, you were there. Um, I was there. So, 4th of July, though, we've always said it's kind of our unofficial, like, start date when we started dating because uh-huh. it was the first time. So, I always go up north for 4th of July. Uh, my grandparents have, and when I say up north, that's like a Wisconsin thing. I realize if you're not Wisconsin, you haven't heard that. It means you go up north. <laughs> um, everybody has a cabin on the lake. and it's my, so true. My grandparents do. And so, we go up there, and it, it was the first time um, I brought Brett anywhere that wasn't work-related. Oh, my gosh, no way. So, it was funny because... We got up to the cabin, and a lot of my extended family goes up, and one of my mom's cousins was there, and, you know, I introduced Brad. I was like, oh, yeah, this is my coworker, and she's like, coworker, sure. Oh. And so it was funny, because, I mean, we kind of already knew at that point where it was headed, and um, so we, we always, 4th of July is kind of special for us, because, you know, it's like an anniversary, but, you know, we're not 
really doing anything this year. My my family went up. Well, some of the family went up last weekend, and it was so hot and, and just mosquitoes. Swampy. Mosquitoes. My mom said they were just horrendous. Ugh. So we didn't go up. We had some stuff to do around the house. We finished the patio. Oh my god, you have to go see it. I gotta go see it. You guys, maybe I'll put a picture in the show notes. Oh my gosh, you can. Yeah, <laughs> it's not landscaped yet though. But we got, all, we got so we got our patio done and um, did some stuff here and then. Um, I mean, we have off, so we'll probably just, just maybe we'll chill do that. out. Yeah, just, just just hang out on your patio. I don't know how to chill. Oh yeah, I can sit there and drink wine. Yeah. Okay. All right, permission given. Thank you. Permission granted. <laughs> what are you doing? I so a bunch of my mom's family comes to town, and um, my little hometown, Pittsville, like comes alive on the Fourth of July. Great. Yeah. So they have a, a road race July 3rd so tomorrow the day that you guys will be listening to this will be on July 3rd and um, so there's a road race so I always go down to that and I used to run in the race but now I just sit there and watch it at a friend's house and drink while I watch other people run awesome much better oh my gosh yes much more fun oh my god that's awesome <laughs> I know and then on the 4th there's a parade and then in the park there is a carnival mm-hmm. and there's like a baseball game and there's a tractor show and a craft fair and then there's a really big fireworks show at night so it's like quintessential Wisconsin summer right there. yeah the pit this will come alive for the 4th of July. That's it's awesome. like my favorite day of the year. Yeah, center of the state. <laughs> Happy birthday, America. We love you. And we want to uh, give a shout out to everyone out there who has served or does serve. Yes, thank you. Yeah, this isn't like an official military holiday, but it's not lost upon us. Everything yeah. that it took to get to where we are. Yeah. And we're just really thankful. And we love you, America. Yeah. God bless America. God bless America. God bless you, Brie. God bless you too, Carrie. Thanks so much for having me here in your home. Thanks for being here in my home. Woohoo! All right. Thank you so much for listening, you guys. We love you. Make sure you subscribe. And if you do like what we're bringing you, give us the rating on Apple iTunes. That stuff always helps us be found by more and more people. And you can write a little review. And we love that stuff. So just thank you so much for being there with us. And we will see you again next week. Thank you. Bye.